0: Do-do-do-do-do-do. Here we go. My name's Todd. this is Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 504. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And always remember our motto, which is, the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Housekeeping? You love that statement, don't you?
1: Oh, not that word. Uh,
0: we are going to be at 1440 out in California, October 25th through the 27th. It's going to be a smaller group. So if you want to hang out with Kathy and I talking about self-awareness, mindfulness, sex, drugs, rock and roll, alcohol, anxiety, screen time, and a whole bunch of other stuff, it's going to be off the hook. And 1440 does offer scholarships, a few of them on a case-by-case basis. So uh, if you find yourself in uh, needing some financial support, there is the possibility. So um shoot me an email todd at ZenParentingRadio.com. but we'd love to see you we got a good crew coming but we'd like to add to it if possible so anyways and then uh tribe is uh virtual men's group so if you're a guy and you want to connect with other guys virtually we do uh at at this point bless you my darling yeah you usually go in threes don't you no i'm done now oh you're done Mm -hmm. now that was three though two remember the old days when you used to like have like 10 rapid fire sneezes.
1: Yes. And that still happens, but I, just it not seems like time. that
0: doesn't happen as often. Yeah, I know. Anyways, tribe, uh, virtual, uh, we have our next meeting on August 14th at 8 30 PM. And this Wednesday is pop culturing, sweetie. Do you know what we're doing?
1: Let's see. What is this Wednesday? Eighth
0: grade? Eighth grade is correct. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. And what was last week?
1: Last week we did Big Little Lies Season 2. Joe Lies.
0: No, that's Say Anything. When He Cries. Say Anything might be coming up on Pulp Culturing, it is. isn't it? It is, yes. Um, on today's show, I'm going to talk about time apart in a relationship. It's called Be Apart to Come Together. Oh, very good. And then uh, a quick funny story that I had that we had with my friend Steve last night. So it's
1: really not our story.
0: Yeah, it's Steve's story, and we're just going to say it again because it was funny. Should I start with that? Sure. I don't know how we got on the topic, but we—I uh, it, know—it started with the trauma thing.
1: We we were started by talking about the the big question, which I think you you posed a few weeks ago, which is, if it is indeed true that people or children who experience trauma end up being the biggest change makers,
0: experience trauma and come all the way through it.
1: They experience trauma, and that. But the the reason why, um, it's so important to to explain that part is because the coming all the way through means that they have some kind of deep awakening or deep awareness. Correct. Okay. So it's not about if you have trauma, you become a change maker. It's that you learn something more important about yourself.
0: And you (laughs) use it to serve your fellow human beings out there.
1: So we were talking about, but then can children who maybe have an existence that's a little calmer, still be change makers, which of course I believe is absolutely true. And then.
0: And my argument, was and I think I've since come through my but originally I'm like, yeah, I think our daughters who in my judgment are going to experience less trauma as compared to me growing up because I grew up in a household where my parents fought mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Um so is it so are are our daughters less likely to be a change maker as compared to somebody who really had some huge, um, challenges as a child, as children. Um, and that was kind of launching point of our discussion.
1: But before, because I can't leave it there just because there's so many layers to that, because you're also making an assumption if our home is calm, then our children will not have trauma. And that's not true because things can, they can have experiences that have nothing to do with our home.
0: Of course. And they do. And they do. All kids have trauma. I almost feel like we should be like the Eskimos that have a 50 different words for snow. Correct. We need 50 different words for trauma or severity or different kinds. Right. And
1: then we we got into a deep discussion about comparing pain and that that's not not helpful to anybody. But obviously there are some things that you can look at and say that's... That's heavier. That's that's a bigger challenge. That's a longer road of of healing and forgiveness. Like you can compare those kind of situations, but pain is pain. Mm-hmm. And the assumption that if your home is pretty calm and you have pretty good tight relationships that then your children won't have any struggles, that's not true.
0: Or like they may not develop the same resilience or whatever. And that's
1: not true at all. Right. That's kind of the, because we... That's the
0: core of the discussion correct. that we had.
1: We had actually uh, one more comment about that was like... Like sometimes there's kids who grow up in a situation where maybe their home is called and they feel connected, but then they get to be in their like twenties or whatever. And they look back at their life and they were like, wow, I was really struggling with a feeling or an identity or that had nothing to do with how they were raised. You know, so there is, um, you know, there's many, it's, it's always my hope and intention that we don't compare ourselves and say Because I'm doing A, B, and C, that means that my children will have no struggles, or vice versa, because A, B, and C happened, my children will have struggles the rest of their lives. Neither of those, that's the false dichotomy of one extreme or the other, neither of those is absolutely true. The best we can do as parents, and then this will take it to what we're like drawing this out, I'm drawing this out, but the best we can do is help our children become as integrated as possible in their brain development, meaning, meaning that they can at least have a consciousness, mm-hmm. and not a conscience, but a consciousness about who they are, what feelings are, what other people's opinions are, what is what is important to them, what their values are. And if they have all of those pieces, then they can make choices right. for their life. Right. That's what integration is. And I'm, I'm taking that directly from Dan Siegel's um, explanation in the whole brain child about what the wheel of awareness is, yeah. is integration. So if we can help our children with that, then the challenges and the pain that they experience, it's, they can deal, they can work through it. For sure. So the, so go ahead.
0: So my buddy Steve, we uh, had dinner and drinks with some friends last night and I ran into my buddy Steve and he stopped by our table later on the night. We had a really good discussion. It started with, with this trauma thing. And he has two kids. I think what do you say, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, mm-hmm. or five and a three. And his son, who's five, um, you know, in in relation to the conversation we're having about trauma, he brought an example up. Uh, and what his son like just recently said to him was, "Dad, you." Always, He was mad because this five-year-old wa- really wants to play with his buddy.
1: Well, yeah, but that's the second part.
0: Okay, so start with the yeah, first part. Yeah, yeah. You always... He was saying this frustrated. <laughs> you always make me dinner. You always want to play with me, which are things that... Are pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. You know, if our kids are getting that, like, I'm a pretty good dad, but I don't ever remember my kids... Like there's plenty of times where I like took the shortcut. It seems like Steve is a really good hands-on dad. And he's like, you always make me dinner. (laughs) You always want to play with me. I never get to play with James, which is his buddy who's next door. You never
1: let me play with James.
0: He really wants to play with James.
1: And it's funny why we had a good laugh about it is he was like using the like, you always cook me dinner and you always want to play as like, like like that's his trauma. Like the opposite of the fact that he doesn't get to play with James. And so what you pull out of that situation is like all children – what they experience is what they're not getting yes. that they want and you can say oh it's because they're spoiled or they're brats that's not it at all that's what that's how brains are hardwired yeah
0: we talked about that we
1: look for what's, what's not missing. working yeah and when you're when your dad is playing with you and feeding you and there all the time and loves you you're like yeah but what about James yes I'm not getting enough time
0: with so James so we even get into a conversation like how the human brain is designed to, kind of what you yeah. just said it's designed to seek out what is missing correct you might call that the ego mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And like, you know, I think most people listening to this probably had some type of trauma cr- go- growing up, whether it be from your own home or from your peers at school or whatever. And the fact that, you know, this... Um, so there would be no value for my buddy Steve to say, listen, kid, you don't know how good you got it. Right. Because when I was a little kid, this is what happened to me or whatever. That That wouldn't help. Even though my ego would want to say to my kids... You don't know how good you got it well, because our kids don't have any, they only know what they know.
1: I think one of the things that we didn't clear up last night when we talked about this is using the word trauma. Yes. Really, I and trauma is is can be used for many different things as we've talked about on this show that trauma is relative to the person you're talking to and their own experiences and how they experienced it but in this situation with his son it really isn't a trauma that he's experiencing it's a challenge and a difficulty and a negativism and and a way of he's viewing the world through the lens of what i don't have and kids do that all the time adults do that all sure. the time adults can check all these boxes but they're yet they're like yeah but i don't have the car i want yet you know we get very focused on what's missing and and like you said if as parents we just say to them well you know, what you're experiencing, you have no idea what it's like to be an adult, or you, you don't know how lucky you are. I had it more difficult. That doesn't really help them become more integrated sure. humans. What we can say is, oh, it sounds like you really want to play with James. I'm yeah. hearing you. Like, this little boy who's only five is trying to communicate something he feels, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have the perfect language, and he he's going to say it in a way that sounds really, uh, as we would say, spoiled, yeah. which isn't. Right. He isn't he's spoiled, not. but that's how sometimes we refer to children. And mm-hmm. when really he's just trying to communicate, you know, you do all these great things, but what about this thing? Yeah. And there is a way that we can acknowledge that. I mean, we can also in a joking way, like once they've kind of recovered from that feeling or worked through that feeling, say, wow, I wish I could have worried about James when I was your age. You know, like we can relay our experience, but not if we're using it to shame them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can still share. I had to walk, you know, through the snow to school and you don't. Yeah. But if we can do it with humor, we can do it with just a narrative, Mm -hmm. you know, just this is my story. But when we're using that story to make our kids feel bad about what they have. Right. That's not
0: good. Did Steve say how he responded when his son said that? He listened to him. Yeah, he just listened to him. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could do that.
1: Yeah, you could. You do all the time. You're pretty good. You're better at that than you think you are. I think it's because the feelings pop up and you you sometimes think you shouldn't have the feelings yeah. of wanting to lay a guilt trip. Right. But I don't hear you laying a lot of guilt trips on the girls. Yeah.
0: So anyways, I, we, I said that story just because I thought it was hilarious. We
1: laughed a lot. He he did and probably he a better the, delivery yeah, than Yeah, he's a we good did. storyteller too. Yeah, because like, you know, just the fact that he's like, you cook for me. Yeah.
0: You play with
1: me, but what I really want
0: yes is to play with Jake. It's just
1: classic. Yeah, it's classic. It is. Um, so, do you want to talk about being apart?
0: Yeah, and I guess let me start. Okay. Um, you uh, were in Galena with your best good friend. Yes. And you were gone Thursday through Saturday, and I just said, I don't know who I was talking to. Maybe it was to Chris. I don't know. And I'm just like, time apart is a really healthy thing, but it's also a tricky thing to talk about because I think there's a lot of unhealthy partnerships out there where they spend too much time apart. Correct. I think that our marriage is strong, not perfect, but pretty damn good. And I feel like um, because we work together, like I feel like sometimes we spend so much time together that it's not like it's tough, but I think it's fun when we're apart, that way when we come together, we have something new and different to share. Well,
1: you can easily lose sight of what you have. Yes. Because when you're with somebody all the time, they, they become family, which you are. You're my husband. We're family. But sometimes you need to... Re- when I'm with my girlfriends, I call you my boyfriend. Yes. Because you are my boyfriend. Yeah. And that's more fun... And husband. than husband to me. Yeah. It, it, they're just words. It's semantics because I get a different feeling when I say boyfriend. And I even have this picture on my phone, Todd. I don't know if you know this. Your sister sent me a picture of you from like, the 90s yeah and i don't know why she sent it to me i think she was maybe she posted it or something it was like you guys watching drag racing yeah where where was that where was that picture taken drag racing it was like you guys are not drag racing batting cages no what are those cars that go around go-karts (laughs) go-karts yeah drag racing (laughs) anyway
0: todd from parenthood drag race right not todd from zen parenting radio
1: it's damn hot damn hot um but anyway so anyway i have this picture of you from like the 90s and it's in my phone with a heart around it and it's my boyfriend picture of you and that is my um when you call me that's the picture that comes up oh really yeah oh nice i know it's not the way you look now with your glasses and your white t-shirt and your
0: hair and my chest cold and your chest
1: cold you're you sound a lot better though
0: i am thank goodness Two yeah. weeks later. I know. But yeah. But
1: see, I love you like this too. Yeah. Like this is you as my husband, as my partner, and as we live together and we're together all the time. But you gotta remember you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner too. Mm. You know what I mean? It does, you have to remember there there, we Being in partnership, and being a parent for that matter, but I'll focus on partnership, is a really tricky relationship balance of many different things at once. Yeah. And, you know, Esther Perel talks about this all the time as far as that really what we want from a partner is we want paradoxical things. We want safety, understanding, and to be seen, and then we also want to have um, mystery yeah. and desire yeah. and um, and w- what's the word for so- something scandalous? Yeah. Be- and we want those two things at the same time, and Which, they're, they're paradoxical.
0: Yeah, I was going to say they're almost opposites.
1: They're, that's, they are opposites, yeah. and this is why a lot of marriages are challenged, because we sometimes you know, go into a marriage and we get into a really safe zone. Right. And then we don't have the same kind of connection we did before, or, you know, things get boring or whatever it may be. And we'll say, well, you know, how, how can that be? You know, I chose so well, or this is such a great person. And it's because you have to create. Yeah. You have to work on both. If you're in the kind of marriage where all you do is fight and then make up mm-hmm. and you don't have safety, that's right. not good either. Right, it's you, a
0: balance between the two.
1: You may have the passion, right. but you're missing the security that any family members should have with you. Yeah,
0: I feel, I, I read uh, one of Esther's book, is it Mating in Captivity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I used it as kind of the basis for, um, on my retreat weekends, We there's always a session about intimacy and sexuality. Mm-hmm and one of the main things i remember from listening to that book i don't read books i just listen to them on my audible podcast or on my audible app is polarity yeah and polarity is a really and i and the, the polarity is the 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 more risky it's the opposite of the safety correct and it's just a really important part of a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is so interesting because we, I, I think we were actually talking about this the other night. And it helped, as I talk through this, remind me why this came up. Um, sometimes when we get into a relationship, or maybe it's not like you and I have been together a long time, but people who are getting into new relationships, people who are single or gone through a divorce and are dating again, sometimes they will be like, you know, this person isn't like me or they, they like different wines than I do or they like to travel to different places. I think Manisha and I were talking about this. This is why. Or, you know, they like the ocean and I like mountains. I don't know how this is going to work. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, if this person is someone you connect with as a human being, those things can be the greatest polarity pieces of your relationship. Yeah. You know, like... It, they could. I understand. It can also go too far, where it's like, no, our lives sure. are completely out of balance. I want to live by the ocean. They want, you know. I know it doesn't always work, but. There's many things between you and I that we don't, that are not the same. Mm. And I think that a lot of times when we're dating or if we're in a partnership where we feel like we're growing apart, we'll just say, but they're so different. But that can be what the excitement is.
0: Yeah, it reminds me, we had uh, Jason Gaddis on, whatever. I think it was probably, probably a year ago. And he wrote that one blog that I really uh, found interesting about and women. helpful about women and how we just want women to. Uh, respond the way we think they should respond or the way I would respond. And he's like, one of the beautiful parts about being in a relationship with a man, a woman or whatever is the unpredictability of it. But yet, you know, my ego gets involved and like, no, I just want you to either care more about this or care less about this. And when you don't respond the way I would want you to I get frustrated and he and in his blog he's like that's the fun part about it that's the it. best part I, that's the good part about as it as long as we
1: have enough self awareness And compassion for each other that we don't start to be defensive and guarded and need to win, have a winner and a loser. And this is why, in partnership, you have to maintain a, you know, we're talking about being apart to be together, a healthy, alone self, too, like a healthy individual self so you don't bring an unhealthy self to a partnership and then become defensive and mad and passive aggressive mm-hmm. like there's all sorts of pieces i'm thinking about today you and i were watching tv for a little bit and you know it's part of the reason we were it was a thing on cnn about the 2000s yeah the, the TV it's on shows.
0: netflix but it's a cnn produced thing about it was a tv section of the year two, th- uh, the decade of, 2000, of 2000.
1: 2009. and you, in the two thousands, Todd and I used to watch uh, Friday Night Lights all the time. And part of the reason we loved it was because of Coach and. Um, what was her name? Oh, I, I, am, Connie
0: Britton. I know, I, Tammy. I am almost Tammy. Ta- Tammy. That's Tammy,
1: Tammy Taylor. Um, their relationship, and we they showed a really quick clip from it that cracked us up because. Coach is like telling her, this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna move here, and then we're gonna do this. And she's like, no, we're not. And I love her individualism, Mm -hmm. and I love his desire to want to connect, but he just doesn't always understand. But he's willing, and she's willing, they, they like each other enough and love each other enough to work that through. For those of you who have watched Friday Night Lights, you know exactly what we mean. Like they they ran into a lot of challenges, but they weren't a stereotypical um Oh, they were just TV a great couple. TV couple. They were Because great they were TV so couple. different. Yeah. And they were so different in that normally a TV couple, they break up or someone has an affair or they just hate each other or they, you know, it, it, it's so like, it's so good or bad. Right. Or they're perfect. Right. And that's not true either. And Coach and Tammy were really good. So so anyway, we um are you gonna play something? I was
0: gonna I don't know if this is gonna be any good, okay. but it's Coach Taylor. What we've all worked for. We've paid to be here. I want you to know your friends and your family are gonna be watching every second. They're gonna be with you every moment of this. So let's do it for them. Let's do it for each other. Let's make sure. I just missed Coach Taylor. That's that, not a necessarily profound part of Friday Night Lights. I just miss
1: That was a profound part. That's was before it? they went out to play that final game. It's just um, yeah. but I I I love Coach, but I really like the two of them. Together. So that's why I don't love that scene.
0: Well, and it's great because he uh, in the scene that you were just talking about, <laughs> he's so like frustrated. He's so frustrated. Like just very it's a very honest, it's kind of like I've been watching, you. You, I've kind of left you in the dust, but Catastrophe, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show, I think it's on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and it's this couple who gets together, surprisingly, and they fight really well, well, mm-hmm. and they make up really well, mm-hmm. and believe me, I don't want to fight like they do, but it almost makes it fun. It it looks fun the way they fight.
1: Well, and like know? just like we were saying before, like we need a thousand words for snow. We need different words for fight right. because when we say fight, we you and I had this conversation with um, two of our friends that stayed with us a couple weeks ago about they were what they were calling a fight, and they were like, "Don't you guys fight?" And and I'm like, "Well, we disagree." Yeah. And sometimes Todd's like, "I don't agree with that," or I say, "I see that a different way." But I don't call, in my body, that doesn't feel like a fight. Mm-hmm. It just feels like I'm holding my own and you're holding your own. Yeah. And then what we do through that is figure out, okay, what's going to happen here? Like, are we going to have a screened-in porch yeah. or are we going to have a deck? This I is like our the deck. This is our newest challenge right now. I would like to have a screened-in I'd porch.
0: I'd like to keep our deck.
1: I would like to create a, a
0: screened-in porch. I'd like to keep our deck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so these are the kind of things we talk through, and and what it comes down to, I think, for both of us, is we want to be on the same page. Like, I don't want to overpower Todd. Um, I don't want to be like my way or the highway, and I'm sure you don't want that either.
0: Well, in our, we are having a, a a honest and direct discussion about whether or not we want to put money into a screened and porch. And uh, you read my body language because you're really good at. Because after we're done talking, you know, I'm like, all right, well, let's continue to talk about it. There's no resolution no. at that Mm-mm. moment. But my, my energy lowered. Right. And you recognize that Correct. because you are an intuitive person and you said, listen, yeah, don't sweat it. Mm-hmm. Like the only way we're going to do this is if we are both on board. Correct. And it's funny because you said that it makes it a little bit more likely that we're going to get a screened porch because you could have like oh, tried to overpower me or I could have tried to overpower you. We're, we're kind of at an impasse right now because yeah. I really want my thing and you really want your thing. Yeah. And I can justify why my way is better and you can justify Correct. why your way is better.
1: And and then there's got to be something like, you know, Manisha was over today and we were kind of, or yesterday and we were looking at the backyard and there are ways to do both. Mm-hmm. And again, you and I just don't have great vision for that. You and no. I are so cut we and We've got to get Jeremy over here. I know. When it comes to interior design and stuff, you and I don't see the way, Jer- and Jeremy is our sponsor. We didn't plan this, but he is our
0: sponsor. Avid Company. AvidCo.net. six three zero nine five six eighteen hundred. 1800 I love Jeremy. He's a bald-headed beauty.
1: And he has a vision. So I could see him coming over and going, oh, you can do blah, 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 yeah. do blah, blah. blah." So We can't see that. So there may be a way we can both get what we want. And th- part of the reason that I'm like, whenever we have these discussions, because we always are challenged when we're talking about money, mm-hmm. I'm much more like when we were going to do this house, you yeah. know, I was like, we really need to. And you're like, but we don't need to. And we went back and forth about how to, I. it's not fun for me. And I'm using the word fun. I don't enjoy getting my way if you're sad right. or we're disconnected. It's, well,
0: I think what we're talking about is this is probably not the proper word, but negotiations. Correct. And if it's a win lose negotiation, then it's not fun. Then nobody yeah. wins. Yeah. If you're in a, I mean, I would say that in every negotiation, whether it be with your kid, with your partner, with your business partner, with your customer or whatever, it needs to be a win win. Yeah. And it's not. And I feel like we're taught that life is a zero-sum game. Absolutely. And there's only so much of the pie to go around. Right. And we try to live our life like the world is abundant. There's enough pie for everybody. Um, we can figure this out where we're both happy. Yep. And it's just, um, I think it's undervalued. I think it doesn't get enough attention that there is a way that we we can do a win-for-all type of Thing, whether it be how to parent your kid with screen time or us getting a screen in porch or not.
1: Well, it's like that Einstein quote, you know, you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it, is sometimes you need to either... Have talk to someone else and have them bring in their awareness and kind of mediate the situation. We can talk to other people. We can, you know, talk to a coach. We can talk to a therapist. We can talk to a friend. We can journal about it. We can hear a podcast that reminds us of something we haven't thought of. Like we need to expand our awareness. We need, you know, I remember we used to do shows about this all the time. In partnership or as a parent, we need to con- expand and not contract Yeah. because contraction it's is the myopic view of I'm going to win. There is only one way. And if I don't get what I want, then everybody loses. Yeah. Expansion is where we say, okay, there's a million different ways to see this. So if we're at an impasse, then we got to expand. We got to say, what's another way we can come at this?
0: Well, and one idea I have, and this is like, like just pretend your two kids are fighting or whatever. And I'll do this like once a month because if I do it more than that, it will lose its uh, strength. But what I do is after they're fighting about borrowing sweaters or where we're going to go eat, I say, okay, now, JC, you need to make an argument but make Cameron's ar- argument for, for her. Correct. And then Cameron, you need to make JC's. So basically put yourself in the position of the other right. and really try to sell it, which is really hard to do because you're so kind of juiced up on your own opinion it just kind of takes you outside of your 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 below the line thinking well and
1: it remember it just helps you remember that everybody has their own perspective on it there isn't one right answer and it's
0: also is it's a good vehicle to see if they're listening to each other because if if jc can't make cameron's argument it tells you that she's not listening at all right so anyways
1: um, okay. So the, focusing on this idea that we we've already talked about before yeah.
0: you do that, can I do our sponsor for the week? Sure. Uh, welcome. So if you get that note home from school or summer camp and your kids got lice, this is what you need to do. You need to go to welcome.com because it's all about the comb. It's got nothing to do with the chemicals or anything else. You're going to get that fly, sweetie. Yeah. Okay. Go get it. Okay. Kathy is, did you get it? Yes. Nice job. He was a big one. It looked like a horsefly. Well,
1: he was taunting me. He was sitting on my cup.
0: <laughs> um, so it's all about the comb. No chemicals that gets rid of the lice and the knits. And it's all about the knits. So they also sell this at the Dollar General store. Um, so thank you to Wellcome for your partnership. And if you are unlucky enough to get that note home, that's what you need to do. All right. So where are we going?
1: Okay. So being a part to come together, at, you know, we, Todd and I have already kind of, you know, this topic, we've dove into it. Dove, div, divin, divin. We've divin into just, it. Just um, so, and again, it's remembering that as a couple. Again, this is a really old, outdated way of thinking, and hopefully, most of you don't think this way. But the belief system that we need to be with our partner at all times, or they need to want to have to be with us all time, all the time, or that we need to be the most important person all the time, can really create more of a challenge in the partnership rather than a like being like, you're the only one and you're the only one forever. And you're the only one always. Um, that's good as far as that's what the heart believes, but in everyday life, we need other people, Sure, you know, we need friends and we need people we work with and other family members. And so, you know, um, Todd and I have spoken about, uh, Gibran's quotes all Mm. the time in this class or in this class, (laughs) my teaching in class right now, in on this podcast. Um, but he talks about in the prophet, he says, um, and stand together yet not too near each other, for the pillars of the temple stand apart, and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. Mm. So it's remembering that when you are with someone, especially if you want to spend your life with them, you stand next to each other, but not so close that you start to... to you know, over, you know, you, that other person can't get their own son. They can't have their own experience. They can't have their own life. Like this week, you know, one thing that Manisha and I talked about a ton was how, when you love something, no matter what it is, if it be like, you know, like we, you and I were talking about the tribe today and Mm -hmm. I said this, you know, if, if it be your business venture, if it be your partner, your children, um, you let them go. And to many people, that's like, what do you mean? You let them go? because then they'll leave you that not let them go like goodbye, don't live here, but like you let them be who they are, and you let them find what they need. and and that doesn't mean instead of you, that means with you. Mm-hmm. like if you if your children say, you know, like one of our daughters this week, we'll talk about with parenting, she, um, she's she been gone a ton this summer. She's 16 and she was at camp for two weeks and, you know, she's spent time with friends, you know, away. And this week she's been in California for a whole week with a girlfriend. And that, you know, that's what she, she wants to surf. I know. She wants to go be outside. And for me to be like, no, I don't want you to go just because I don't want you to go. That's... <laughs> I'm totally
0: with you, but I totally miss her.
1: I do too, but she's coming home today. I know. And she will be a stronger, more resilient, more capable person because she spent a week doing her own thing without us around.
0: And you can use this metaphor you know, you don't have to wait for your kid to turn 16 to experience this. Your kid could be five and whatever it is, like walks over to the next door neighbor's house. Like you can just. You know, let your kids have these adventures. Let your partner have these adventures. Yes. Yes. And, like, you know, because you're on with the kids um, a lot more than I ever am. So when you got, when you came up with this idea to go to Galena with Manisha, I'm just like, go do it. And because you come back energized. Mm -hmm, Like, that's the bottom line. For sure. And it's a wonderful thing. And there may be some, overpowering partners out there. Like, no, because that will mess with my mojo and I, I'm i going to want to do my thing. But like, if you really love somebody, you want to let them have their adventures and then they're going to have a story to tell when they come back. Right. Well, and they're not only do
1: they have, they all the things Todd said, yes. And also that's what human beings need to do. This isn't about partnership or your individual partnership or the way you're, it's about human beings need to have different kind of experiences. I can feel when I'm getting a little like stir crazy because I start to do things like scroll through Facebook a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I'm it's searching a good ind-
0: indicator. It
1: is. I start I'm searching for an adventure inside of a phone. Yeah. And an adventure doesn't need to be like a money thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it can be that I need to start waking up and walking downtown in the morning to, to change up my routine. Like don't connect this with finances or taking big trips, switching up your routine can be. And part of that is in partnership, you need to switch up your routine. I'm not seeing you morning, day and night and we have the exact same structure because even though that is safe and that feels good, you're missing the other much of
0: anything is a bad thing. Yeah. Include like I always use this example, like you can die of, you know, water is what we are. We're made of whatever, ninety percent water. You could die if you drink too much water. You can die if you eat too much food. You can die if you do all like even good things you can have too much of. Sure. So if if when we're together we're happiest, you'd be like, oh, we just want to maximize that and be together all the time. Right. No, right. We don't.
1: Right. And and it is and as Todd said at the beginning, this doesn't mean say to your partner I need to be away from you more often you know it's not yeah. about because yeah. I do Todd is right like I do work with some women who don't see their husbands or their partners enough where they're kind of like you know on the weekend we'll reconnect or whatever and that's not good either like I always if-
0: wonder like how baseball players or traveling salespeople who are on the road 40 weeks out of a year I'm sure there's a bunch of examples of healthy marriages. Mm-hmm. I just literally don't know how they do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, again, it's their definition of, and you just said this. There are healthy marriages. It's what their definition of health is. Like I know that there's some people who get married later in life, either a second marriage or just get married later in life, and they keep different residences. Mm-hmm. And where I would not like that because one of my favorite things at night is going to bed and being with you. Yeah. But for some people, nighttime is like they want to sleep. Don't, don't touch me. Don't yeah. make. sound. And that's okay. Like I don't have any judgments about any of that because that's your partnership. But one thing like you don't have to do, you know, if you're listening to this and then you walk away and say, Oh, I have to go on trips and be away. Maybe that's not your way.
0: Find out whatever your thing is. Correct. Fill your cup.
1: It may just be that at night, um, you guys, you know, uh, you know, one person maybe you know, does something different, goes out to dinner by themselves or goes and sees friends and the other person gets some time at home alone. It, it, it depends on what each person
0: needs. Well, and I, and you know, um, this goes back to Esther Perel's book, but she said, we ask way too much of our partners in today's society. Mm -hmm. Like back in the old days, when we were in villages and all that, like you had a community of people that met different needs. Now we want our partner to be our intimate partner. We want them to be our best friend. We want them to be our counselor. We want to want them to be our business partner. We want them to be like 10 different things. And, you know, I've, I wrote an email to some of the guys in my tribe men's group yesterday and I said, my marriage to you is better because I can connect with these other guys. So it's not in spite of, it's because of the tribe. We I... I have something to share with you because I have other places I can go when I'm struggling or I want to support or feel supported. So anyways.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say is all those things you listed, you actually are all those things to me, but you can't bear the weight of all of it all the time. Mm -hmm. Meaning all those things Todd said, because we actually happen to work together too. So all those things you listed, you are those things to me, but you can't bear the weight of all my needs Mm -hmm. all the time. Like I also need other people who can talk to me about my relationships i also need other people who can listen to my problems i also need so it's like you do that too yeah but you can't do it all the time that there just has to be ways to monitor and and take care you know it's like a relationship is like you know it's I i was gonna say it's like taking care of a pet that doesn't work it's like caring for something sacred and if you feel like one area is getting it's it's um and you know it's funny. It's wasn't. We weren't even. We're talking about this topic as if we've been like talking about this for a long time. W- me going away. I actually been gone a lot this summer. Mm-hmm. I was in Lake of the Ozarks a couple weekends ago. You travel for work all the time, right. So you're. Gone I get a away lot. a lot. Yeah. So I was in Lake of the Ozarks. Then I was here in Galena. And then next weekend I'm going to New York. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a lot of time away. And we're we're not planning it for the purpose of being apart. Yeah. We don't plan these things and say let's be apart for a while. It's just, I plan it for myself and then the, and Todd plans it for himself. And then the impact is good for our relationship. That's what we mean. So, you know, if you're listening and it's like, oh, I need to go away. No, you don't need to, don't do this to go away. Find something you want. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and I think a lot of partnerships, there can be some, like, the Gibran quote is perfect. Like, you, if, if you're so close together, and it's almost like sacrilegious to even say this, like, how can you be too close? Well, you can be too close. There needs to be some separation for the relationship to breathe. Otherwise, it's not a relationship. It's one unit. And we are two very separate people with different gifts and different things to give to the world. And we, if we could do that independent and then bring, and then at the end of the day, come together or even in the middle of the day come together, then it's just going to be that much better.
1: Well, and that's what, I'm sorry, I spoke over you before that that's what codependency is, Mm -hmm. is where we think somebody else is somewhat in charge of our life, that I can't do anything unless you're there. I can't do anything unless you say you'll do it with me. I can't do anything. And codependency, it breaks relationships down. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And um, and many of you know what that means it's not always in partnership sometimes it's with a parent or a child right. you know it, it, it it's not always partnership but you have to be very thoughtful about that well
0: and you know like you know most of us want to be the best parents that we can be and there's a lot of parents that when their kid goes into the real world like there's aside from the normal loss and grieving that comes with it um if you are completely immeshed then that is going to be problematic because then when your kid's 22 or 25 and you're still acting as if the kid's 15, it's just a very unhealthy pattern to get into.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, just since we were talking about, you know, codependency and what that's like, um, I just wanted to give a definition just so people can understand. Um, Codependency is a condition in a relationship where one person enables another person's poor mental health, their immaturity, their irresponsibility, their underachievement. So it's it's like we get into this situation where someone is constantly needy and we constantly fill that need. Mm -hmm. And so in that, you may say, well, that's love. That's what we do for each other. Of course, when someone needs something, we support them. But if we're enabling their inability to be an individual, then And we're then losing out because we are giving more than we have to give and we're constantly drained. Do you see how then that's not good for either person? Well,
0: and what you're describing is in the drama triangle, there's the hero and the yes. hero comes in and yes. saves the day, which you're like, oh, well, that's what you want to be. But no, because it's just all about short-term fixes Correct. and there's no long-term impact. Right. Like there's almost like, you know, the person gets value based upon saving the day and then the person... Because their identity, the other person' identity is is, is the victim, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I I need somebody to save me,
1: and they and the victim then creates situations to be victimized yeah. so they can be saved. And that's the way they feel loved that's how they connect. and the hero feels love loved by saving. By saving. So it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's the way I see it in my mind is like energy just going one way and it's not a healthy way. Mm. It's like a, you know, energy should be moving all different ways. Yes. You know, like everyone's in the sun, everyone's feeling the warmth of themselves and others. And not everybody is focused on one person. Right. So I just wanted to read a few more of these things. Sure. Um, so some reasons why um being a part to come together is helpful um obviously we already said some of these you'll appreciate your partner more yeah. um you know you sometimes like i said when i'm away from todd then i think of him as my boyfriend and i miss him yeah um it can you know it's this is an interesting one is with parenting too is sometimes you have to get out of a situation to reduce your stress levels. It's it's not that your children cause your stress or your partner causes your stress, but sometimes you get into a dynamic at home. Again, you can't solve a problem with the same you know mind that created it, and you have to get away from everybody to reduce your stress, yeah. to quiet your mind, And so you can see things differently. So it's not about causality. I'm not saying the children cause stress. It's the way we view parenting that causes stress. And sometimes we have to get away from everybody to reduce our stress levels. Like um, this, I I don't do this as much, but a few times just to get away and write. um, Well, I've gone to Galena to do that. But, you know, just getting a hotel room for Mm -hmm. a night, just having one night away you, c- I'm like, oh, nobody needs me. Whoo, stress level goes down. I can watch whatever I want on TV. Stress level goes down, and and I, the next day, we will be ready to be back with everybody. Sure. But it's it's nice occasionally to have that, you yeah. know. Um, so you can uh, prioritize what's important. Yeah. You know, don't you feel like when we're not together, you realize how important certain things are? I think are?
0: clarity shows up mm-hmm. when you have those you know extended periods of time where you're you've broken the pattern because our daily pattern is we're together Mm -hmm. um you know if i'm not traveling we're together a lot Mm -hmm. and sometimes you get so close to something you you know it's like you lose the you can see the trees but not the forest Mm -hmm. or whatever that metaphor Mm -hmm. is i think time apart presents clarity in a way that is not accessible or available when you're in the middle of it
1: correct you just need you 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 figure out what, what means the most to you. Obviously you get energized and revitalized. Um, and then this is similar to prioritizing, but you get more balanced perceptions. Like, you know, how many of you, um, and this is more parenting, but this is true in partnership too, if you argue a lot, you know, how many of you get like really caught up in like, being mad at your partner for something or you're kind of passive aggressive or you're mean, or they comment on something and you just snap at them. And then you get like two hours away from them and you're like, why did I do that?
0: Yeah. And you come, come back completely refreshed and you have a different attitude and you have a different perspective on it. Yeah. And nothing changed other than you got away from each other for a few minutes.
1: Yeah. It's like your brain needed like to relax and be like, how can I, because anytime we yell, you know, who do we yell at the most? The people we love the most. Sure. Who are we meanest to? The people we care about the most. Who Who do we push away the most? The people we love the most. So it's like sometimes we're just so in, we're so impulsive yeah. and we're so get stuck in our egoic mind that getting away, even if it's for a couple hours, even if it's like, I'm going to go do my own thing just for a little bit. You'll be like, I don't know why I said that, or I regret saying that. And that awareness of regret or guilt can help us make better choices in the future. I know what it feels like to guilt Todd. I know what it feels like to shame him. I know what it feels like to be passive aggressive. I know what it feels like to, you know, um, to say something that's not very kind. I've done all of it. So now that I've done it, in over our 20 year life together, I don't really want to do that ever Mm -hmm. again. I mean, will I probably, but- And and
0: you do it probably when you are at a- When I'm depleted. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Exactly. And you know, it goes both ways. I'm sure there's Mr. Moms out there that are the full-time caretakers, but generally speaking, um, you know, I think that um, moms put themselves last. Mm -hmm. And I think- I can only speak for my marriage. I sometimes don't put myself last. I put myself first or in the middle. And I just think the natural tendency, like you're the last line of defense in this household, mm-hmm. you know, the kids, the marriage, the everything. And um, it's, I can only imagine how depleting it can get. Mm-hmm.
1: Only when it's not recognized. You know what I mean? Like, like When I, it's not
0: recognized, it makes it 10 times worse.
1: 10 times worse. You know, Like, like today, everything's in its place. You know, I took I, a nap. I put away all the laundry. I did all of you know JC's stuff, or all of her laundry, and went to the grocery store and did the dishwasher twice and cut up all the vegetables and did the smoothies. And that I liked doing it. So let me be clear. I'm not saying that to you so you go, you give me a big pat on the back. I liked doing it, but it's also nice if everybody knows I did do it. Yeah. It, 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 not it, it, not so you get a reward, but so people don't just think these things magically happen. Yeah. I mean, the house is clean and the laundry's clean and our bed is made and the kitchen is clean because I took four hours and did it. So as long as it's like-
0: I watched No Country for Old Men and took a nap.
1: Yes, we were tired. We were up very late, you and I.
0: Yes, we, we, we had fun, You know what,
1: today's my birthday. We haven't talked about that.
0: Technically yesterday was your birthday.
1: That's right. Yesterday was my birthday.
0: Happy birthday, sweetie. Happy... You want me to sing to you?
1: No, that's all right.
0: I can. I know you can, sweetie. I'm good at singing. You are? Yes.
1: Sound... Okay. Well, you don't have to sing, though. Maybe at the end you can play one of the good birthday songs. All right. That's a good idea. Like a Beatles. I don't know if people want
0: to hear me uh Sing you, sing
1: to you. You can sing to me later. So the last two things, and I really liked this one because this is something you and I do not have a hard time with at all, is bringing up new and dynamic conversations. I think we have very dynamic conversations. And the reason we have dynamic conversations is Todd and I have all these outside interests that are different from each other. Mm -hmm. You know, the work we do, the books I read, the movies he sees, the conversations he has, the ones I have. Um, so when we come together, we have all this stuff to talk about and to kind of trade. not always like we have weeks where it's just you and I, and then we don't, but most of the time you're doing something away or I'm doing something
0: away. We just have different things. Going well, and our, and every relationship has its own routine. Right. And I'm not saying to our listeners that this is what you should do, but when I'm traveling, we barely ever talk on the phone. It's true. We don't. And it's probably because I know I'm going to see you in a day or two mm-hmm. and it's just more fun to re-engage in a uh, person mm-hmm. for, for us. Mm-hmm. Like if I told you how my whole day was one, it'd probably be kind of boring, but secondly, then I have nothing to um, share with you when I come home because right. I've caught you up since in my absence. Right.
1: Well, I, th- yes, I saw that. Yeah, I think that that is exactly it. And I, also, you know, sometimes I hear from my um, the women I work with um, and some men too, that they expect a phone call that that's kind of part of the, You know, the expectation of the relationship is if you're away, you should call me. Sure. And I think you and I kind of do, we stay in touch through text. Yeah. It's just easier pictures, humor. Yeah. And then the last thing is obviously spending time apart or having your own interests. You just never lose your sense of self. Yeah. Like something that's super important to, I think, both of us and to my, and what I want for my kids too is. I want everyone. We are a family, and we are the priority for each other. But we all have lives, yeah. and that sense of self is what makes us good community members in our family. Because we go out in the world and come back together, and go out in the world and come back together, and that's health. Yeah. Um. Saying no, everybody needs to stay here and just love each other and not go anywhere. That's that's constriction. Yeah. So um, expand rather than contract and be a part to come together. It's the paradox. And
0: fill your own cup. You want want to know a way to fill your own cup, sweetie? Team Zen. Yes. Zero pressure, 100% support. It's a virtual community. Uh, It's another podcast that Kathy and I do. Questions and answers live on Zoom. Uh, Be a part of the community. And if you have listened to ZPR for a while and you like it, and you want to either be a part of the team or just support us, it's an easy way to support the show.
1: And we also have like authors come on teams and and talk about their experiences. And you can talk to the authors about their books and, um, you know, about ask them, you know, questions. You have access to people you wouldn't have access to. We've had Gemma
0: on. I feel like we've we've had had,
1: Debbie Reber on. Debbie Reber on Duffy. on. I'm going to
0: get Duffy, even though he doesn't know it yet.
1: Oh, I, didn't I see an email that he knew it? He's going to be on the show. He said, his new "Ask book. me
0: about this." Like, I don't think he knew what he was signing up for.
1: Well, he signed up. So I'm
0: just going to tell him that he's doing <laughs> he's it. He's got
1: to know he's coming. And we, you know, that's what we do with our friends. We force them to come on Team Zen and talk to
0: people. Yes. No, we
1: don't, but we, um, it, it is an opportunity for just don't be alone in your parenting. We're all here together. Join us.
0: We just did Team Zen podcast number 61, and we talked about anxiety, triangulation, and think. It's an acronym. Before you ever speak, sweetie, think. T T means true. Is it true? Uh-huh. H is helpful. Uh huh. I is inspiring. Is uh-huh. it inspiring? And is it necessary? And lastly, is it kind? Who brought that up? One of the team it was jo- team members. I don't know. I don't. It may, may have been Jolene. I don't remember. Yeah, I but, would like to
1: give them credit because that is not ours. But that was a great team Zen member.
0: You know, advice offering.
1: Offering, yeah.
0: And she uses that. Uh, she has it on the refrigerator, mm-hmm. and the kids. Um, they know it. They know it. And, geez, most adults don't do that. No, they don't. Do we think before we speak? Sometimes I do. Many times I don't so yeah so Team Zen and I also coach guys first session's free uh, do it virtually on the computer or on your phone um, and that's at toddadamscoaching.com anything else you want to talk about? no that's it
1: I, I um...
0: next Zen Talk is August 9th at 12 o'clock we'd love to have some new folks out there doing that um, and now ready for your birthday song yes. sweetie yes thank we go. you how old are you?
1: I think I'm 48, right? Yeah. You're 47.
0: I'm 47.
1: I'm 48. How's it feel? Oh, I love it. I love my 40s. I'm sure I'll love
0: my 50s too. Oprah loved her 60s. Yeah,
1: man, I got a lot. I got a lot of time. It's
0: my birthday too, yeah. All right, everybody. See you next week. Have a good week. Adios. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and feel free to leave a review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Hey, we just launched our new podcast, Pop Culturing. It's Generation X Look at Movies TV with a focus on personal growth and self-awareness. Basically, it's the flip side of ZPR. We break down key moments and little-known facts and discuss what it means to be human. It's the podcast we've been searching for. So we decided to create it ourselves.
1: Yes. Did you know, Todd, that we have a third podcast?
0: I did not know that. We do. It's called Zen Talks, and it's included with
1: Team Zen membership. You get access to all the Zen Talks, the podcast, and that's we have like 60 and counting, access to a community Facebook page where you can ask us your personal questions, and you have access to a parenting community so you will never feel alone again. Within Team Zen, there are smaller groups like raising a differently wired kid or raising teenagers. Just don't do parenting alone. Join Team Zen.
0: Hey, we want to tell you about an exciting weekend workshop we have coming up on October 25th through the 27th at the majestic 1440 in the California Redwoods near Santa Cruz. For more details, go to uh, ZenParentingRadio.com
1: invite us to speak to your organization or your school about sex ed in the 21st century it's the most important communication that parents can have with their kids but it's not happening nearly enough email Todd at zenparentingradio.com or go to zenparentingradio.com to submit a speaker request and while you're there check out our other upcoming events or you can purchase one of my three books if you ever shop Amazon you can help us out by going to our Amazon link under support us on our homepage it doesn't cost anything to you but we get a small commission from Amazon.
0: Guys, two things. I have a coaching practice and it's called toddadamscoaching.com. Check it out. And I also have a Tribe Men's Group and in the past it's always been um in person, but we now have a virtual community. We do at least one virtual call a month and it's awesome. Check it out. Go to tribemensgroup.org. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters.
1: Don't forget to put next year's ZPR conference on your calendar. It's February 28th and 29th.
0: Boom. Um, And finally, Jeremy Kraft, he's a bald headed beauty. He has a company called Avid, painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area, 630-956-1800. Thank you, Jeremy. And thanks to all of you listeners for your love and support. And for goodness sakes, just keep on trucking.